Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot. I'm your host, Darren Bewley. Grab your coffee and let's get into it. All right, joining me today and likely permanently is the Tyler Gates. How you doing, dude? I'm doing great, man. I This is 8 o'clock, used to be early. Now I've got three kids. 6.40 is as late as I get to sleep in, so I've been up for like an hour and a half pretending like I didn't want to start my day, but, but no, I'm, I'm feeling good. This is the second cup of coffee already. Nice. Nice. How about you? You, uh, you look like you're able to uh, cut your hair at your own house or is your wife yes. doing it? <laughs> so my barber has been my wife for years. So, uh, yeah. this is, this is no change. We're geared up and, uh, she's got mad skills. So, uh, it's, it's no biggie for me. I've got a uh, permanent bedhead now because my hair is getting so long. Yeah. I was talking yeah, to John head. Nicholson. Sure. <laughs> John Nicholson wears a cowboy hat on his, uh, on his zoom calls now. Yep. All right. So what, uh, what awesome. tech headlines are you looking at today? Oh man. I, I was, it's funny. I was going through stuff and I realized a lot of what came together was very communication centric, but um, I think some of my favorite headlines all sort of, sort of to, focus in on stuff but the first one that caught my eye was actually spacex launching uh, 60 more starlink satellites and I th- i'm sure that's been over a period of time but honestly completely lost track of that as a as an effort and uh, there were a couple things that jumped out at me is that one i didn't realize they already had hundreds of them in orbit which is cool right because yeah, i didn't know that either i saw starlink Elon's, is uh, did you yeah, think on tweet sorry oh no i probably <laughs> didn't what, what was his tweet I think it was like the day after April 20th. He said, there are now 420 Starlink satellites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 that, I mean, that's funny, right? Because the whole point is to like blanket the earth in, in high, you know, satellite connectivity, right? So he's, he's definitely going to play that contender. Even cooler is that they're going to open up the private beta within the next couple of months. I think it's a June, July, something like that. And then public beta coming after that. So like they're ready for uh, some some early go lives, which is uh, you know fascinating. But uh, as I was reading through the article, I didn't I didn't realize that uh, SpaceX had already punched up through, and they are the single largest private satellite operator in the world now, right? And it's not a terribly surprising statistic when you think about what they do. But it was also just like mind blown because I, I don't know, maybe I'm getting old, but SpaceX just hasn't been around long enough to, to have that checkbox. <laughs> no, it's very cool, man. And I love that they call it a constellation of satellites. Yeah. Uh, I saw they're getting uh, glare reducing sunshades as well, I guess, to protect the satellites. Um, oh, that's neat. You know, think about uh, sun damage and all that kind of stuff up there as well, but. I wonder, I wonder if the uh, constellation naming or, or that they're using is actually just pissing off astronomers more because there's actually been a lot of pushback. You know, they're the low orbit satellites, but there are so many of them that uh, they're actually blocking some views or showing up a lot in uh, amateur and not so amateur astro- astronomical efforts. And yeah. I'll bet that's actually kind of just like salt in a wound. Yeah. You can't see real constellations because of your satellites. But... This is, um, this is a really weird off the wall idea. Um, but just looking at the launch mass, I realized that each of these satellites is roughly uh, 500 pounds. It says 500 to 573 pounds. And it made me compare it to the size of a human. And then I thought, what if they offered the capability, like 
upon death, they would take part of you and make it part of the satellite constellation. And I don't know. There you it's, go. It's weird. Whatever. Did, was it, wasn't that a thing like early on when um, I, I'm sure it was right around the inception of, of SpaceX, but when they started talking about some of the private flights on, on satellite trips or, or just yeah. low orbit trips in general, probably not satellites. Um, but they started talking about that, like uh, an alternative option for um, what you do with your body or your remains, right? Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see some of that stuff, assuming we don't regulate it out. I think we've got enough garbage floating around out there at this point that mm -hmm. uh, adding to it sort of without purpose, uh, that's a strong word. I don't want to crush anybody's dreams here <laughs> if your purpose was to be floating around in space. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Cause I know we, I, every once in a while I'll see stuff that pops up that just talks about the sheer volume of, you know, like dead satellites and hopefully they usually get pushed out. I forget what the name of the band is, but they get pushed out a little further in orbit and there's basically a garbage orbit. And uh, it, it, at least I believe part of the plan is either, safely have it sort of crash and burn but that's actually yeah. a lot of engineering effort because the safety part um or to push it up into that garbage orbit but some stuff just the orbit decays right and if if something dies you can't control it you can't tell it where to go anymore you either have to send something else out there to do it for you which mm -hmm. obviously very expensive or it just naturally decays and then it crashes and that's not really a good thing so uh i have a feeling as these things become more and more prevalent you think about how long SpaceX has been around and then how quickly it took the, you know, private operator moniker from everybody else. There's a lot more stuff that's going to go up there uh, as, as generationally yeah. as things change. I mean, imagine trying to do maintenance on 500, you know, human yeah. bodies floating in space. It's not, not really <laughs> well, feasible, right? Yeah. I would so imagine you just push you a new one. Maintenance. No, you yeah, don't you push a new that one. And then these fall out of orbit, right? And then I, I hope they're designing them in a, in a way that as they fall out of orbit, they burn up completely in That'd the atmosphere, great. right? Which, which tends to happen. Do you know, are they all at the same altitude or is it like concentric rings, concentric circles going out? Um, uh, and are they I, all I in a line or are they crisscrossing? I would I'm assume they crisscross. The it's probably a mesh, right? Yeah. Um, it's got to be a mesh. If, if the, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken... Yeah, yeah, of course, to cover it, but um, but the I, I don't know exactly how the orbits are set up, but if I'm not mistaken, they, they're all listed as low Earth orbits, which means 12,000 yeah. kilometers or below. So um, it, that, I mean, I think it can mean a lot of different things, right? Depending on what, what your, uh, gosh, there's a word for it, and I'm going to forget it now, but the way you're actually traveling around the Earth is going to change, you know, how close you get to certain parts of it for obvious yeah. reasons. So, um, mm -hmm. but I think they're all low Earth, so they're all in the same orbit roughly yeah. they're just probably floating in different directions yeah i'm curious what it takes to see one uh from earth right hmm. what kind of telescope yeah all right well if anybody knows any about anything about that uh, as i just asked a bunch of questions hit us up let us know um and feel free to come on and uh and chat more about it with us we'd love, yeah. to, love to hear about it I'd like, right, to know I'd like to know if, if amateur uh, astronomers are actually able to see these things uh, or track yeah. them. I'm, I'm sure the answer is yes, but we really need to learn about it. Uh, another one, same vein. And this is one of those that I totally lost track of from uh, a Moonshot product from Google a long time back, but uh, Project Loon. So uh, I remember reading about this. The intent was to do, um, you know, basically weather balloons that are providing um, internet access with the specific intent being... Um, rural areas in 
perhaps less economically diverse parts of the world um, that Google had started a long time ago. And apparently um, it has matured. So it's a moonshot product that's actually going to go into what production, liveness, what have you. But uh, Alphabet, I guess, released, um, I don't know how many balloons, but over uh, Kenya for network testing that's going to start soon. I thought that was really cool because I remember reading those articles about Project Loon when it was Moonshot and like basically anyone outside of Google was just learning about what Moonshot products were or projects were in the first place. So it's really neat to see that that come forward. And as I was reading through that article, I thought it was cool that uh, uh, they sort of highlighted some other Moonshot products that had come out of that group at Google that um, are still alive, a couple that had died. But Wing, the drone delivery service, apparently is live in certain areas, which was news to me too so that's really cool yeah they've done um some drone delivery stuff in north carolina for a little while i think restaurants um uh maybe they started that last year but that's a good update on the the balloon um project i I remember reading about that too i didn't know that it was actually happening now which is awesome and i need to research that a little bit more because my brain can't get over thinking that there's just a bunch of hot air balloons you know (laughs) it's more the weather balloon style kind of a deal um, you know, and then, and then my brain immediately goes to, you know, first world problems of, well, is it fast enough? What's the latency, all that kind of stuff. And then I think, you know, Faster than zero. don't be an idiot <laughs> having, yes. Yeah. Having nothing. Um, and then having internet access, uh, is, is going to change, change a lot. Right. Um, and on, on that same sort of connectivity line, um, the FCC unanimously yeah. decided to open up another 1200, uh, megahertz of new bandwidth in the six gigahertz range yesterday. Yep. They'll be calling it Wi-Fi 6E. That's awesome. Um, I, I guess they're adding the E to as a nod to edge devices. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I just tweeted about this, but thinking about, and there's a whole host, I mean, just unimaginable where this will take us. Uh, but you can see all the big tech companies are uh, commenting on it as well. Just, you know, saying this is, this is one of the largest leaps forward in, you know, That's more than brilliant. a decade in Wi-Fi capabilities. Right. But, um, I am a huge fan of of where we're going with AR and uh, you know VR and and you know mixed reality, all that kind Same. of fun stuff. I think this is going to yeah, this will be a boost to that, um, as well as you know drone connectivity and communication technologies, um, you know more reliability there, uh, farther distances, um, yep. you know greater communication capabilities and seeing real time video uh, on the fly. So I haven't I haven't dug into all the details yet. Uh, I'm, I'm equally excited about that. I'm automatically thinking like, great, when do I get to upgrade my home Wi-Fi, right? That's that's where my head goes. But uh, the one thing <laughs> right? I caught when I was flicking through those uh, those headlines. HD really... audio! <laughs> exactly. What do I not need this for? Um, right. But yeah, once, once the infrastructure's in place, uh, then I'll go invest in that VR set, right? Um, no, it was the, they're projecting upwards of, of 75, 76% of mobile traffic will be offloaded onto Wi-Fi 6E. So if oh, you wow. think about like couple that with stuff like the 5G rolls out that are rollouts that are already happening, I realize that that's not, you know, strictly request or sequestered to mobile devices, but that number is extraordinary. Like think about the data we're already using today on mobile traffic, offloading three quarters of that to the new Wi-Fi standard. It, you think about the possibilities that are going to come in the Wi-Fi space. Like, holy cow, you just opened up a ton of bandwidth in mobile too. And we're expanding what we can do from a mobile bandwidth perspective. Like you're going to have access to all the things you were just talking about all the time, um, which is brilliant. Right. And who knows, maybe we can get lucky and prices will go down in some places. Ha, ha, ha. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> Speaking of right. uh, prices going down, though, man, AT and T. Uh, I was watching some stuff. Um, they had a they had a rough quarter. Um, lots of cord cutting going on with uh, sports being offline. I think a lot of people realized that sort of the last holdover from a um, a cable provider traditional plan perspective, like the Stockholm syndrome started to evaporate because, yeah. oh wait, the only reason I'm paying for this is sports. Sports are offline. I'm out. And so they're bleeding, which is brutal. Um, but as a cord cutter that's been doing this for over a decade, you know, it's like, yeah, well, I get it. Yeah. YouTube TV, you just made me realize uh, that's the only reason I have that is for sports. That's the only reason for paying for a service like that, right? Um, is real time, um, real time streaming, right? Yeah, I think. It's, and I haven't watched YouTube TV in forever. That's <laughs> nuts. That, I mean, that's it. Really is. That's that's crazy. It's another. Obviously, it's kind of a cool anecdote, but yeah, you lose that. It, it's amazing to me because my parents fall into this bucket, right? I've been trying to get them off of AT and T actually for quite some time. Um, sorry, AT and T, but uh, that they they watch maybe one or two shows that they have not found a convenient way to consume somewhere else. And they pay like a hundred dollars a month to, to get that streamed in their house. And I'm like, it's, I, I said no, just cause I think the model is broken and, yeah. and you're totally propping it up. And I'm sure millions of people fall into that bucket, but I don't know. Some part of me as even though I hurt for folks that might lose their jobs related to the losses at AT&T and, and cord cutting. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see the ecosystem responding to what I, I think demand has already set for a long time. It just hasn't, hasn't moved because they've always had some bastion of holdout, right? Yeah. So. Well, and when YouTube TV launched, it felt like an extreme no brainer because I could invite five family members, right? So oh, yeah, they, nuts. all of my family was paying for cable. Like you're saying, you know, 60 to a hundred bucks a month. Uh, this is not sponsored by the way. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> this is not a sponsored podcast as much as it may sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Google, if you would like to sponsor us on an episode, yeah, yeah, I won't say no. I'll, I'll <laughs> add your boy. But um, uh, no, for so I I pay I think it's like forty forty nine bucks a month or something like that. But I can share my subscription. I have a family group, and I invite my you know my sister, my mom, you know brother, whatever, uh, aunt, uncle, cousin, and it turns off all of their cable, and now. Uh, you know, we all have access. I mean, and they're all separate accounts. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's cool. Absolutely crazy. Anyway. All right. What else you got? I got, I got one other fun link. Um, actually, I guess two, cause I found another one this morning. So Bing disabled their trending feature because, uh, whatever algorithm they put together started wild, sharing wildly inappropriate links. And it was, uh, it looked like the article I read had some, um, suggestion or just it showed some of the stuff that was coming up and they were sharing some really dark and and like pornographic basically content uh showed up on their trending list and it was all from like stock photos and stock videos so it was just you know poorly titled stuff um and That's and terrible. so they were like kill it kill it kill it. well yeah oh yeah it was a mess like the examples that were shown in the article was like ooh, that that's a bad look right so how many people actually use bing uh, where would i see where would I see user stats on Bing versus, you know, DuckDuckGo versus Yahoo versus Google versus? That's a, I'm sure they're out there. And I've got to assume that folks that are using Bing are the ones that fire up a Windows OS and just go through the Edge browser to yeah. Bing and never change yeah. anything. 
And so I'm sure that there are gajillions of folks out there doing that, but I, I don't know otherwise. I mean, shoot, okay, anybody listening want to educate me on why folks are, are using Bing, go for it. Well, I, I will say um, one, of my, uh, one of my teammates at work, this was about a year ago now, but I still, I still hassle him about it. He, we were actually, we were at, uh, at SHI in Russ's office. And, he, and we were talking about where to go to lunch or whatever. And he said, oh, it's just Bing MapQuest and find a place. I was like, Bing and MapQuest <laughs> in the same sentence? Get out. That's great. Get out. <laughs> just leave. Uh, I'll right, maintain so my, his an anonymity. That's fantastic. I hope that was a joke. But, hey, I mean, I remember MapQuest days. I remember watching painfully slow square loads and then you know getting your route and realizing there's something weird about it it's been a long time since i played with something like MapQuest. there it's so natural to go into the modern app map applications now it's hard to imagine where we started triptychs from AAA, right um yeah no last uh last link and this is uh right back to russ which is hilarious um i noticed that motorola is launching another uh flagship device and i kind of forgot that they were producing phones but i guess they re-released the razor so made a little bit of sense there um it has 12 gigs of ram uh which is more than russ's laptop <laughs> That's a, lot. <laughs> a motorola phone with 12 gigs of ram yep um, Woo. so that that i got a good chuckle out of that Man. Yeah, and you think about comparing that to uh, you know, our space flight to the moon in nineteen sixty nine, right? Oh gosh, Where yeah. you know, the TI calculators we had in eighth grade had more computing power um, than that spaceship. I still That's have insane. one of those calculators. I think so much wrong. I have the programming <laughs> cable too. I haven't used that in decades, but I know exactly where it is. I'm pretty <laughs> I was sure married to my TI 80, calculators. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I spent eighty percent of the time I was on that TI doing that um that uh drug cartel game. Oh <laughs> gosh, yeah, I know exactly that. what you're talking about. Oh, that's <laughs> what was that called? Oh my gosh. Oh, Let's see if it's loaded. Yeah, there's so my T eighty nine right there. Right there. there I'll bet the ba- the batteries have to be dead. Yeah, this you trade cool. up from a skateboard to a bicycle yeah. and then you get a bat and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I could name like four people that could probably name that in a in a second. Where you at, David Anderson? David David was the kind of guy you know David because he went yes. to elementary school yeah. with us. But David was the kind of guy who was programming calculator games, right? He was he was the one who was like, I can fix that. <laughs> yeah, that was great. All right, uh, last article, last headline um, before we close it out here. I know you got a hard stop in a couple minutes, um, I but I did see some some cool news. Uh, I, I don't. I think other people are doing this as well. But the, the headline I'm looking at this morning is that Google will make all advertisers prove their identities so people can see who they are and which country they're in. Right. So there was. I was reading a little bit about this last night, um, but you know, influential posts that pretend that they're in one country. Um, but really they're not, right? Um, and they were citing a whole bunch of different examples. Uh, you probably immediately think about, uh, you know, the elections, uh, but there was, there was another one they were talking about. I guess there was a rash of, um, there was something that was being presented uh, as a company that was based in Africa, but it was being run out of uh, Italy or something like that, right? So it's going to help uh, add a lot of clarity and, um yeah, I just think it's a great thing, right? Yeah, I do, I do too. I, I saw that as well, and I haven't had a chance to dig into it, so I didn't really comment on it too much, but I made a note, and I, my, 
I'm a skeptic, right? So when I see stuff like that, I want to to see the best in it. But I, really, my only note was that I hope it's as good as it sounds, right? Because uh, yeah. I, I think on the surface that screams like this is the right thing. But I, I would hate to find out that there are, and maybe it's not even intentional, but nefarious sort of efforts are aligned to that too, to, to either disenfranchise some people, right? I think that's always the debate when it comes to internet anonymity is there's a lot of stuff like astroturfing or like you said, the political side of that, which is, I think it's important to try to wrap your hands around it, fix it um, if it's inappropriate or, or, you know, pseudoscience and stuff like that, where you can actually put lives at risk if you're, you know, d- disseminating bad information. But at the same time, you strip an anonymity away from some groups. And like I said, you disenfranchise the ability for them to reach out because they're, they're now a known entity. I mean, think about societies uh, like, yeah. you know, think about societies like China. If, if you were trying to make a social change and do something that is arguably morally, ethically, something that you think is the right thing to do, but your local government disagrees with that, maybe it's not illegal, or maybe it is, but it's only illegal in your little sure. part of the world. Now your name and your address is tied to it, and yeah. their ability to filter that out goes through the roof. So yeah. I, I think everything's no, a, a good fine line, right? Yeah. I'm just reacting from all the, the nefarious advertising I've seen. Oh, right? I'm with you. I, I mean, 100%. I have family members that have been taken, you know, for money uh, by just, anyway. Yep. So no, no, I'm with you. frustrates me. I, right? I want it to be as good as it sounds. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic about it, but I, I always think about the other side of that coin. And uh, it's, it's not an easy problem to solve. So let's hope the very smart people at Google are, are doing the right things there and trying to fix the right problems and maybe not breaking more than they're fixing in the process, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, happy Friday, dude. Um, I'm excited yeah. about some of the guests we have coming on next week. So Me thank too. you for getting that lined up. Absolutely. Um, and for those of y'all that are audiophiles and concerned about my audio quality, I <laughs> apologize immensely. I'm using some wired headphones. It seems to be the best thing that I've got right now. Uh, but I did order some studio quality equipment. And, uh, and the audio will go up. There's a little bit of delay on some of that stuff, but I imagine within the next couple of weeks, I should sound quite a bit better. So bear with me. Thank you. And uh, Tyler, is anything you want to say in closing or anything you want to plug or point people to today? Oh man, I'm excited about all this stuff. Uh, this is fun. It's forcing me to look through a lot of headlines and places that I haven't been. Um, if, if anybody out there is listening and you think like, man, you're, you're missing news or that, that I usually track, send us your sources too. Um, I, I'm just going to collect this stuff, throw it into a reader, right? And try to go through links, read anything that looks interesting. And if there are topics we're not hitting on, or, or like I said, sources that you recommend, like definitely shoot them our way. This is, uh, we're having fun with it. Hope you guys are yeah. too. Thanks for joining. Yeah, great points. And I would love for this to have a community feel, feel as well. So if, uh, if you think you'd like to get on here and uh, commentate with us on some yeah. of the day's headlines, please ping us and we'll find a spot for you on the calendar. Absolutely. And for that, y'all have a great day. Bye. And weekend. Enjoy it.